Okay. Great. Hi, everyone. Looks like we're getting more participants coming in. Welcome on board. We've got 16, 17 and counting. Uh, we're just going to give it a few seconds, making sure everyone um, has got the Zoom link online, available, and joining the session. 25. It's great. Right on it, that's perfect. Okay, welcome everybody. We've got more than 30 on the participants. Great, okay, um, thank you all for joining us tonight. Um, this session um, is gonna be about Holmes Point Corridor um, and basically reviewing at the street standards um, on the Holmes Point area and the Holmes Point Drive corridor and looking at the street standards and um, looking at uh, the study projects that we're conducting here to make sure that streets are addressed in a proper way. So I'm just gonna start with sharing my screen. Bear with me one second. Okay, I hope that everyone now is comfortable using Zoom. We're all learning, of course, but um, this is a webinar format. Um, the session is recorded. So just wanna make sure that everybody is aware. Uh, we will post the session online on the website. Um, right now, all the participants are muted and the chat box is closed, but throughout the session, we'll have the opportunity for um, comments and feedback. So I'll open the chat box. I'll go through the agenda later, but just want to let you know that you're all aware of the um, session that's being recorded. Um, and just looking at our participants, we've got more people coming in. We have a couple of our council members joining us tonight too. So thanks for coming in. Um, I'm just gonna start the presentation over here, going to full screen mode. Okay, so um, looking at the area right here, again, um, this is a study project on Holmes Point area. Um, this, the, the intent of this project is to develop street standards for the Holmes Point overlay area and then uh, looking at safety improvements along the Holmes Point Drive. Um, I'm gonna introduce our project team um, in, um, on the city of Kirkland side. Uh, we have Joel Fund here with us. He is the transportation manager. Uh, we have Blair Daly, he is the project manager uh, for the study. I'm Aramagin Begui, um, transportation program coordinator, leading the outreach. We have Rosalie Russell um, helping us with the session tonight as well. Uh, we also have John Starbard, um, um, she, uh, he is the public works deputy director involved in the project. Um, we have John Burkhalter, um, he's a development engineer manager in the project. Um, and then we also have OTAC as our consultant and we have our project manager, Mandy Roberts here tonight with us. Um, and also Sierra Carson, um, she's the planner and urban designer for the project as well. So just briefly looking at the agenda. Um, so tonight, uh, this session is gonna be about 75 minutes. Uh, we're hoping to wrap up around 8.15. Uh, we'll have a couple of poll questions. This is a feature on Zoom, which is great because we can post the question live and get your answers and we can share the results. So we're going to start with a couple of those and make sure that all the participants are comfortable using that. Um, then we'll move on to the project background, reviewing the um, site analysis and all the details about uh, what, why the study is um, conducted um, and then also di deeping dive into the study area, um, looking at the challenges and issues and all the site analysis that have been done. And we'll have multiple um, uh, break uh, through chat where we collect feedback um, and um, get your comments on different sections of the um, study um, analysis. Um, and then we'll wrap up the session by talking about the next steps and what's going to be um, what's going what what can we expect um, next in the project. So we're going to start with the very first poll question, which is kind of like an icebreaker. Um, so you should probably see it popping up in your screen right now. Um, just an icebreaker. So all the answers are going to be anonymous for all the poll questions. Just asking if you love 
coffee or tea or um, chocolate butter. We've got very enthusiastic participants, so that's great. It's growing very quickly. 24 out of 32 have responded and it's growing. Okay, uh, Blair, if you wanna share the results with us, that would be great. Yay, so chocolate is the winner. <laughs> uh, that's perfect. Okay, it's very close though, so very close. We, we were kind of like expecting that. Cool, so that was just a test. Uh, you're now comfortable using the poll questions. We'll um, go to the next set of questions, which is related to the project actually. So let's pop the next set of questions. So um, just to get a better idea about um, where you live in, um, just the first question is just asking whether you live in Finn Hill or not. Um, and also um, we wanna learn if you've been involved in the Finn Hill neighborhood plan which was conducted in 2018, um, as this is a kind of like a continuation of the section of the plan that was called for this project specifically. So answers are coming in and it's going, we've got 18 people responded. I think we're getting more. 22 out of 33, few more comes in and I think we're good to share the results. Great, so looks like 74% of our participants do live in Finn Hill and we've got also another 26% of our um, attendees who are not. So that's perfect. We do wanna collect feedback from both residents of the neighborhood and others who just use the corridor. Um, and looks like a little more than half of our participants have been involved in the Finn Hill um, neighborhood plan. So that's great. They'll, they'll probably have a little bit of a background, but we'll cover all the details about what was in the plan and why we're doing this. So that's great. Um, thank you all. This was kind of like an entry um, to the project. Just gonna move on to the next slide. Um, and then I'm gonna hand it over to Blur where he's gonna talk about the project background and um, deeping diving to the site analysis. Thanks, Armageddon. All right, so let's give some background on this project, a little bit of history. Forgive me, I'll be reading from some notes here. So in 1999, prior to annexation, King County established the Holmes Point Overlay District. The purpose of the overlay was to be sensitive to the environmental constraints and features of the Holmes Point area, citing steep slopes, landslide hazard areas, erosion hazard areas, limiting impervious surfaces, and protecting tree cover and wildlife habitat. After annexation, Kirkland adopted the overlay and codified it as chapter 70 in Kirkland's code called Holmes Point Overlay Zone. The roadway network in the area of Holmes Point does not follow a grid and several different road standards have been applied over the decades as the area has developed. There's one main collector street, Holmes Point Drive, with relatively few through streets, many dead ends in the area, roads of differing widths and character, and few non-motorized transportation facilities. Beginning in 2016 and lasting for two years, the city undertook a planning process with the community to develop the first City of Kirkland neighborhood plan for Finn Hill. With regard to transportation planning, two topics generated a considerable amount of discussion. One was street connectivity, both in the Holmes Point and Finn Hill areas. Another was Kirkland's adopted street standards, which are used throughout the city. Even though the community supported a down zone of the area from six to eight homes per acre to a maximum of four homes per acre, there's still opportunity for infill development. Many in the Holmes Point area were concerned that the city's street standards would be applied to that infill development which some felt would change the character of the area and would not respond to its natural features. So the Finn Hill neighborhood plan was adopted in 2018. And to recap what we just went over, there has been uh, over many years development with inconsistent street standards. Several vehicular and pedestrian safety concerns exist along the corridor. There's anticipated to be more development in the area and we require unique street standards that recognize the specific nature of the Holmes Point area. That's what's called for by the uh, Holmes Point Overlay District and the Finn Hill Neighborhood Plan. 
So this study is mostly about generating street standards to be applied um, by private development, but it also contains a, a component that's more about the uh, corridor uh, aspect of the study's title. It's kind of a long title here, but the, the corridor aspect pertains to Holmes Point Drive Northeast. And we're gonna get into highlighting certain issues that might result in projects that the city would build. This study area map that we see here on the right will be also included in OTAC's presentation. It's uh, our consultant on the study that they'll give next. And they'll have various versions of this map where we'll be able to see it more clearly and show us different factors in the Holmes Point area. Next slide, please. So what are street standards? Well, this slide has some examples of what the street standards are that are contained in the scope of this study. And we're looking for input from the community on what street standards should be and how they should be applied in the Holmes Point area. So some examples, uh, we're gonna be developing with the community street cross sections for various street types including lane widths, lighting, utilities, and roadside features, parking policies and design concept, concepts for Holmes Point Drive, particularly at OO Denny Park, which we'll talk more about. We know that's a high profile area that uh, has a number of parking issues. Speed limits, signage, stormwater management, and green infrastructure, publicly built walls and fences, pedestrian circulation facilities, bicycle circulation facilities, and tree preservation and management natural areas considerations within the street right of way. Okay, Armageddon. Great, thanks a lot, Flores. So um, before we move on with OTAC um, slides and their great um, story map they've, that they've prepared, uh, we have one whole question that uh, we wanna pop up just quickly. Should Coming up here in just a second. Sure. Yeah, so we wanna know if you uh, frequently walk or bike on the area. Um, this is a multiple um, choice answer. So feel free to um, check walk, bike, or um, both of them, or if, if none of them applies, just say no. We've got um, almost 20 responses and it's coming in. I'm hoping we get a full response from the audience this time. Okay, we've got 69% of people responding, almost there. So 23 responses, Blair, if you don't mind sharing the results, it would be great to see it. Yes, so we've got 87% people walking um, in the area and on the um, on Holmes Point area together. So that's great. And that's why uh, we are here. We are trying to make sure that our new proposed standards are gonna really make it safe for pedestrians and bicyclists and all the residents and whoever is using that area. So perfect. Thank you so much for all your answers. Um, with that, I'm going to hand it over to Sierra or Mandy, um, and then I'm going to stop sharing my screen. So um, Sierra, feel free to share your screen uh, with the story map. Yay. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to start start out for um, OTAC's presentation. And again, I'm Mandy Roberts. I'm the consultant team project manager. And OTAC uh, has planners and engineers involved in this assignment for the city. Um, so we're really excited about that. Um, I think we talked about the, the purpose is really to do a corridor study for Homes Point Drive, but also to develop street design standards as Blair presented for the entire area. Um, keep scrolling. <laughs> yeah. Scroll on down. Uh, and so the study context uh, was presented earlier, but uh, really we're focused on the corridor itself of Holmes Point Drive um, from the junctions with Juanita Drive uh, westward. And then we're also looking at the public streets um, within the Holmes Point overlay area, which is that gray um, area that you see on the map. And as you can see, uh, there are a number of 
parks and open space areas. Uh, O.O. Denny Park, for example, is in our study area. And there is an extensive trails network that people use throughout the neighborhood to get access to and from parks and schools and other, other homes and places. So um, we have been out uh, really observing conditions in the area, uh, making notes about um, field, uh, in the field about what we see, uh, issues, concerns, challenges, and opportunities. And we're gonna present those in a minute. Keep scrolling down. Uh, part of our initial work has been understanding existing conditions and uh, some of the overall observations that um, we have seen is that this the street network is really part of the old King County street network as Blair mentioned. And it was developed primarily for motor vehicle use. Uh, there hasn't there wasn't a lot of um, formal pedestrian and bicycle improvements as part of those original street development uh, efforts, but there have been more recent projects that have added um, sidewalks and pathways in certain segments. So we're documenting those and taking pictures of those. Um, all of the streets within study area have a posted speed limit of 25 miles per hour. Um, we have observed and heard that in some, in most cases, people drive the speed limit through the area, but particularly on the downhill stretches of Holmes Point Drive, sometimes people tend to speed or go faster than um, perhaps desirable in the neighborhood. Uh, as I mentioned, pedestrian bicycle facilities are incomplete. There are major gaps between um, sidewalks and pathways. Uh, and so that makes it difficult. We saw that 87% of the respondents walk in, in the neighborhood. Um, so we're anticipating that, you know, there's a need for more pedestrian facilities to help fulfill um, a safe walking route for people. And then another thing that is obvious when you visit this area and is also something that we uh, saw was important in the Fin Hill neighborhood planning effort is preserving the character of this neighborhood, um, which includes mature trees, views of the lake, um, just the, the general nature of the sloping lowland terrain. And uh, the neighborhood itself has a lot of unique character. And so as we think about street design standards, we wanna th think about how we can preserve that character as part of any future improvements. Okay, you can scroll. Uh, there are also a number of environmental conditions in the study area. So we have steep slopes, uh, which are shown in the orange and red colors. The darker red represents areas where slopes are steepest. And then um, there are streams and drainage areas. There are areas where um, drainage isn't um, maybe as effective as we'd like it to be. So some flooding areas. Um, and so we're um, being mindful of these issues as well as we think about street design standards and improvements that are needed in the study area. Okay, keep scrolling. Thank you. So uh, now Sierra is going to present some of the street typology analysis that we've done. We've really taken a look at Holmes Point Drive and the public streets and started to understand um, where segments are similar and where they're different and have developed kind of a, a classification system for Holmes Point Drive and the local streets that will help us in thinking about design treatments for these areas. So like Mandy has said, um, we as the study team have spent a considerable amount of time out in the neighborhood classifying the existing conditions on both Holmes Point Drive as well as the public streets that exist uh, within the study area. We have identified eight different street types that are based on both the street classification, either collector uh, or the neighborhood access streets, and then further subdivided those two categories by uh, the geographic features found or the level of development um, that is found in the area. 
as you can see, um, we have a key here that describes um, the four different sections of Holmes Point Drive um, in these warm red tones. We have entry, transition, uh, transition, our waterfront, and the area in front of O'Denny Park. All the segments along Holmes Point Drive share the same characteristics that there are two striped lanes of vehicle traffic, as well as continuous um, inconsistent shoulder space for both pedestrian and bicycle use. On the neighborhood access streets, um, these are shown in blue and purple on this map right here, um, are generally always going to be shared vehicle, pedestrian, and bicycle space. Um, these are sorted by the level of development um, seen on the street. For each one of these eight street types, we have I, uh, provided a key photo that shows an example of what this street segment may look like, as well as um, key here that will show um, some issues and opportunities that we have uh, identified in our field work so far. Issues will be noted in this orange color and opportunities will be noted in this greenish yellow color. And there'll be a bar up at the top that will key to the color on the map over here. So we'll begin uh, our analysis of the Holmes Point Drive corridor. So you can see the map will change as we move through the corridor study area. So the entry area is the first segment, the sink segment of Holmes Point Drive. It is found at both the northern and southern ends of Holmes Point Drive um, and is really the area that first distinctly is uh, Holmes Point Drive. It is recognizable for its heavily forested looks and very limited private development. Um, characteristics of this street type include street slopes on either side of the roadway, um, tight, narrow shoulders that have drainage, steep slopes, and um, guardrails and drainage ditches. Um, there are also poor sight distance due to all the curves that exist, um, which can be discouraging to both pedestrians and bicyclists. As we move down the corridor, we go to our transition zone. This is very similar to the entry area, but there is much more private development um, which adds another variable for consideration. There are many private uh, driveways and access points along these areas, um, which can create more conflict between the vehicles on the road, bicyclists, and people accessing their property. There, uh, the lanes through here can be a little narrower due to all the curves. Um, there are a few parking pullouts, which do provide some space for both parking and pedestrians, um, but there's very inconsistent shoulder and pedestrians may feel unsafe due to the curves. Our third area of Holmes Point Drive is the waterfront area. This is very similar to the transition zone because of the level of development, but may feel a little uh, differently because of the relatively flat and straight uh, geographic features of this segment. There's a little bit better sight distance because the geography is much more flat, um, but there is a significant amount of development already in the area that comes up right up to the travel lane. So the road can be much narrower, leaving very little area for either pedestrians, bikes, um, when there are cars around. There are many pedestrian uh, parking pullouts and shoulder space along the road. Um, but there are many barriers such as utility poles, drainage ditches, um, and other parking pullouts along the drive. So now we wanted to pause um, and take an opportunity to collect comment um, about any issues and opportunities um, people might want to note about these segments of Homes Point Drive. Thanks a lot, Sarah. I think our chat box will just, it has just opened. So yes, please um, use the chat box and give us your um, thoughts about the issues and opportunities that you see in the areas based on what just Sierra was presented on the entry levels and the transition sections and also the waterfront um, area section. So um, just to remind you all that um, all the comments um, in the chat box will be 
uh, recorded and we'll um, get a report of all the um, comments that we've received tonight. So we'll be able to see them. So anything that you post will, um, will be recorded and we'll be able to review them. So feel free to use the chat box. Um, just wanna make sure that people are getting Okay, looks like there are comments coming in. Did we talk about the speed zone? I think we probably um, mentioned that. Well, we know that the speed limit is 25, um, but I think the question here is, um, what's the average speed of travel? So um, we, we haven't done any speed spot studies, but um, generally, what we've observed is that people are traveling the speed limit or lower, um, in, particularly in the waterfront area and along the park. Um, they tend to travel a little bit faster in less developed areas and where, where it's kind of sloping down. Great. Yeah, we're getting some comments about the issues that people have noticed, some suggestions, um, the importance of having the sidewalk. Talking about opportunities for pedestrians again. Yeah, the speed limit seems to be an issue as we expected. So we should definitely put that on our list of criteria, you know, that is a main factor for keeping everyone safe. So thank you, everyone. This is coming great. Well, oh, again, so someone mentioned that they can't see the chat, but again, you might want to just remind everybody you're going to record this and make it available for everybody, right? Yes, totally. It's all going to be uh, recorded. So you'll be able to see it on the website in a few weeks. Um, and I noticed that the, the comments in the chat box comes to the panelists. So as an attendees, you may not be able to see it, but we are looking at the list here. You could also change your setting if you want to send it to all attendees and panelists. Feel free to do that. So that way everyone would see your um, thoughts and comments. But anyway, they're all going to be collected and recorded. So that's great. Um, and we'll talk about the neighborhood characters specifically. Um, just want to remind you that we'll open the chat box for a specific um, topic, and then we move on to the next topic, and then we open the chat box again. So right now we're focusing on these um, three segments that we've just introduced, and we want to collect opportunities and issues that you've experienced specifically on these segments, and then we'll move on to other issues and other um, sections of the neighborhood um, and area. I think we're about to close the chat box for this topic, um, as long as we're in time. Wanted to make sure that we're gonna keep it open for a few minutes. I think we'll give it one more minute and we should be able to close it and move on to the next topic. We'll talk about the parking, of course. I see other comments coming in about drivers, speeding again, issues for um, walking, not feeling safe, walking along the corridor, talking about sidewalk, yes. Great. Okay, Rosalie, I think we're ready to close the chat box. Perfect, it's just closed. So um, Sierra, feel free to continue. Uh, we'll do the same thing for um, three other topics as we move along the presentation. Thank you, Armageddon. So we wanted to move on and spend a little bit of time focusing specifically on the streets that are around OO Denny Park. This is a major destination for the area and a major um, area of conflict between pedestrians and cars due to um, the traffic volumes here as well as the pedestrian volumes here. Um, there are trails 
um, as well as uh, pedestrians in the area um, walking to this park. The street length, uh, street width here is uh, pretty important um, because we do have uh, wide shoulders on either side. Uh, there are um, two parking lots, as we know, um, but significant um, numbers of people will park along the shoulders um, on either side of the park. Uh, we do have good sight distance here, though, um, and a lot of areas for opportunity. So Arm again, if you wanted to open the chat box again, we wanted to uh, hear back from people if they had any specific issues and opportunities they wanted to chat about specifically for the park. Absolutely, thank you, Sarah. Um, so now we've heard a lot of comments about um, the issues with Odeni Park parking, overflow parking, and you know when there are events or you know seasonal activities in the park. So. Uh, we would love to hear what are the opportunities and issues that you've seen specifically with Odeni Park uh, throughout the year. Um, yes, that would be great to have the picture on. So feel free to use the chat, bo chat box again. Um, just make sure we're focusing on the Odeni Park issues and opportunities here. We'll have about three to four minutes um, for sharing comments here. So in your um, photos, Sierra, you've got one issue over there, but I also know that you've had other questions about Odin Park specifically. If um, Was it about the parking uh, and overflow parking? There was other issues that, you know, we were looking at. Um, Cross, you know. Yeah, um, because you have, um, there's also, let's see. Um, I think the conflict between pedestrians and vehicles, not only in this spot, but also if you go farther down the park towards the entrance, it's on the very north end of the park. Um, mm -hmm. Accessing the park there uh, is also um, an area of interest. Totally. Yeah, we were looking at the comments as they're coming in. Um, talking about the shoulder on that section. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, the issue of parking with the park. Um, specifically when there are events. And then there is a comment about the drainage um, and making sure that the area would, you know, keep um, the debris and everything free um, with the drainage. So there, there are comments about that. Yeah, park vehicles, we noticed that too. So thanks, these are great comments. Yeah, it looks like most of the most of the issues are related in about uh, parking, as I can see it over here. Um, and again, just to remind you, the questions are coming in; they'll be recorded. Um, we'll post in some sort of a Q and A at the end on the website in a few weeks, so you'll be able to see the most common questions and answers there too. But um, this is great. Okay, looks like we're good with the comments here. I have one more in. We are going to give it about an, a minute and then we can close the chat box and move on to the next topic. Yeah, about the, I can read about talking about the people coming into the park during events, especially summer, spring, summer. The speed limit has also raised as an issue. Opportunity for a trail on the east side of the roadway. Interesting. Okay, great. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about the trail connections um, as well, but that's perfect. I'm I'm glad you're looking at those thoughts here. Talking about the sidewalks, right? Concerns about speed limit again, I, I see that. Great, thank you all. Um, 
Yes, connecting the trails. This is coming up through all the comments too. So we can almost close the chat box. And then move on to the next topic. Thank you. Sierra, go ahead. Great. Thank you, Armageddon. So now we will move on to a discussion and analysis of the neighborhood street segments. Um, again, these are all the public streets um, within the study area. So we've categorized these streets by the level of the existing development that exists. Um, we're starting with the developed streets. These are the streets that have been uh, developed more recently um, with the new street standards um, after annexation. They do include um, the sidewalk on one or both sides of the street um, and are generally wider uh, with spaces for parking on both sides of the street plus a travel lane. Uh, these are the only streets in the study area that do have a dedicated pedestrian space. Um, but there are major gaps in the improvements um, due to inconsistent development throughout the study area. We also have these improved streets. These are the other streets in the study area that do have a curb and gutter and feel a little more urban, but do not have um, any sort of pedestrian facilities associated with these street segments. Um, there would be curb on one or both sides of the street, which does help define uh, parking spaces, um, but it's still a shared roadway surface. Um, so pedestrians would have to walk up and around cars to get around. Um, but there are generally wider streets and do have space on both sides for um, on-street parking as well as a passing lane. There is also what we're currently calling an unimproved street. This is the most common street that's found out in the Holmes Point area. Um, there has been little to no improvements um, done uh, for pedestrians or bikes or to define the roadway. Um, they are paved roads, but have a very, uh, but have that unimproved shoulder um, that's either grass or gravel, um, but no curb. And there's generally drainage ditches on one or both sides. Um, and there can be conflicts with utility poles on these roads as well. Um, because of the inconsistent shoulder space, um, there's generally inconsistent on-street parking, um, but there can be good sight distance, um, which is good for pedestrians, but also they would have to go up and around parked cars on the side of the road. These streets also tend to be a little bit narrower than um, the developed streets and the improved streets because um, there is no, there's just a shoulder. And lastly, we wanted to talk about what we're describing as a rural street. There are a few of these out in the sub area. These are very narrow streets. The average street width can be anywhere from 15 to 18 uh, feet wide. This is actually one of the wider ones. This is um, very, it can be very narrow um, and dangerous for pedestrians just because there is port side distance and very little space um, for cars to be driving and for pedestrians or bikes to be walking. Um, there tends also to be a high concentration of right-of-way trees on these streets as well. With minimal shoulder space and minimal parking area. So next, Armageddon, uh, we wanted to open up the chat box again um, and get some feedback specifically on these neighborhood streets and the issues and opportunities uh, people might find. Um, on these streets. Great, thanks a lot, Sierra. Perfect, um, the chat is open. So now uh, we're just focusing on those specific segments of the streets, developed ones, improved ones, unimproved ones, and rural. So we would love to hear um, about issues and opportunities that you've noticed in those specific sections of the Home Point area. Also, just wanna make sure that um, Again, feel free to send your comments. Also wanna make sure that you guys will get a copy of this story map in your inbox um, shortly before we finish the session tonight here. So you'll have access to the story map. You'll be able to zoom in, look at the details. It will also be a survey at the end. So you'll see that in your inbox too. 
Um, so you'll be able to just open up the story map, look at the details and, you know, put the feedback on the survey um, at the same time. So just want to make sure that um, um, you'll, uh, you'll receive it. We're also going to post it on the website. So there will be a copy um, of the story map available online once we have the web page um, um, live in about a week or so. Um, almost after mid-December, we'll have a web page uh, about the project and all these documents will be posted there as well as the session that's going to be recorded. So just want to remind you all about. I see their comments are coming in. There are different thoughts about the site distance, about the right of way. Looking at different sections of the neighborhood and the area, which is great. We've got very specific comments about, you know, different roads and different sections. So that's perfect. About the width of the roads, different roads, of course, are coming with different width and make it sometimes not easy to drive around. Mostly there are more comments coming in, limited pedestrian access. Issues with developments on the neighborhoods, yes, specifically with these types of roads. Um, and that's the one of the main purpose of the study project is to introduce the standards so we can, um, you know, have a better um, contextual standards for these types of streets as well in the neighborhood. And we'll have about one more minute um, on the chat box and then we can move on. Yeah, we've got comments about the, um, the the label. We've got a comment from Council Member John Pascal about like calling the rural roads where we're in the area. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah, we um, just to speak to that. I think you know we've been considering that ourselves. These terms, I would consider them to be kind of working temporary terms, but mm -hmm. we may just go to like an A B C D type of category because um, I think it'll be more clear that way, you know, so, yeah. Thank you, Mandy, that's great. Great, okay, I think we're ready, chat is closed. So Sierra, feel free to continue. So that concludes our analysis of the street types um, and Mandy will continue with the discussion um, about some of the user groups in the area. Yeah, so we thought um, for this part of the presentation, it might be helpful to have all of you think about how you do travel throughout this area. Uh, you know, and as we saw a lot of people walk and some people bicycle, I'm sure all of you drive or ride in, in vehicles. Um, often. And uh, it sounds like we have people that use the trails network and we have people that visit the park. So uh, what we've done is we've put together some ideas for each of those user groups here. And we'll just walk through those really quickly. And then we want to, we'll pause after that and get your input um, as a pedestrian, as a bicyclist, as someone who drives in this area. So uh, why don't you go ahead and scroll up to the walking uh, group. So we, we perceive that people uh, want to walk in the study area and they want to be able to get safely from one place to another. And they might need you know, a, a safe route to get from parks, from home to parks, schools, neighbors' homes, and other locations. They might want a safe place to walk their dog. And many people walk throughout the area frequently, even when there is narrow shoulder space or no shoulder space or no pathways. Um, often they walk in the road. Uh, there is a lack of connectivity, missing pathways and sidewalk segments. And I think as some of the comments have mentioned, uh, there's just really limited space to build um, to a city standard that might have a a planting strip and a sidewalk separated from the road. 
Uh, so, you know, we really need to be creative and thinking about what the right fit would be for continuous pedestrian pathways. Uh, as we've talked about, and as people have commented, there are some concerns about speeds of travel and perhaps the need for um, slowing people through this area. And uh, there are school bus waiting areas that um, students need to walk to and from. And so that's also a safety concern. So some of the opportunities is, is that we can look at a creative mix of street standards that provide more continuous facilities for pedestrians. We can look at key routes and prioritize where we might make pedestrian improvements first and where connectivity is most important. And uh, we can also look at key crossings and uh, trail linkages as well. Uh, so particularly in areas where we may not be able to have sidewalk space on you know, both sides of the street or continuously, there might be some alternate options of connecting trails from one, one street to another, one place to another that people can use. Okay, let's go on to the bicycling group. Talk about those. And you know, these are just our observations. We're really, once we get through with this uh, presentation module, we'll open the chat up again. And we really wanna hear from you guys about your observations um, as pedestrians and as bicyclists. So we're just trying to kind of set the stage here. Uh, we know that bicycling is very important in Kirkland and the Thin Hill Neighborhood Plan has indicated that making improvements for bicyclists in the neighborhood needs to be a priority. We've observed bicyclists uh, on Holmes Point Drive and throughout the neighborhood. And even though there is a lack of facilities for bicycling, often lacking shoulder space, there aren't really bike lanes or sharrows. Um, so it's a consideration of what, what would be the appropriate way to accommodate bicyclists in this area. Uh, so the opportunities are to uh, introduce some facilities for bicyclists, wh whatever those might be, and we'll be exploring those options with you. Uh, identifying key routes and improving bicycle connectivity in the, along those routes, and also key crossings, um, signing, marking opportunities for bicyclists. Moving on to talk about driving. So putting putting your hat on as a driver in this area, I think we have observed really great um, driving practices. People are typically going the speed limit and particularly when there are people walking, there's a greater uh, intensity of driveways and homes. Uh, people are very mindful and paying attention, which is really great to see. Um, but Driving or traveling by vehicle is the predominant mode of travel in the area. Um, people use personal vehicles. There are, are also school buses. There are utility service vehicles, emergency vehicles, deliveries, garbage recycling. We saw a lot of garbage recycling uh, pickup areas along, along the corridor and along the roads. And uh, so there are just a variety of vehicles that travel through this area that would continue to do that and we wanna make sure we serve all of their needs. Uh, people wanna be able to drive safely and uh, they wanna be able to have good sight distance at intersections and when they're pulling out of their driveways and that can be a real challenge because there are some steep driveways um, through the area and, and vegetation that comes right up to the roadway edge. Uh, sight distance, visibility, um, mentioned that. Let's see, what else am I missing here? I think, um, think that pretty much covers it. And opportunities will be, you know, introducing some street standards, perhaps looking at some traffic calming types of standards and improving conditions for all modes, including drivers as part of that. Okay, move on, moving on, uh, trail network. So we have heard a lot about that this evening. Um, there are lots of uh, trail connections between parks and there are some that are still needed. And the city has completed a connectivity plan. So we'll be looking to that and building on that with our work. And what we really wanna also look at is, are there opportunities to leverage the trail network when there might be difficult locations for on-street pedestrian and bicycle facilities? 
Um, so we'll, we'll take a look at that in reference to developing the standards. And would there be areas of the trail network that could be improved to encourage more use? And we've heard some great comments about that tonight. So that'll be really helpful to us. Um, interlinking the trails network with the street network and on street pedestrian and bicycle facilities will help us to improve pedestrian and bicycle access throughout the area. Okay, great. Um, park visitors. So there they are, look at all of them, parking. <laughs> so this is something that we've heard a lot about uh, that, um, that even though we do have parking facilities in the park, that there tends to be a lot of overflow um, parking. And, uh, you know, what we wanna hear about is what, you know, what would the neighborhood like to see? Would they like to see more control? Um, there has been more control introduced recently. Is that working? Um, should we look at um, expanding parking in the park? Um, so there's some things that we can look at, but it's definitely going to continue to be a challenge unless we do a, an appropriate design treatment to help manage it. Uh, so this really is mostly a peak season issue in the summer, um, not so much year round. We might hear from, from you about other hot times during the year when that happens or uh, busy times, I should say. Um, residents, what we have heard from comments on the neighborhood plan is residents would like to have better pedestrian and bicycle access to and from the park. And particularly um, improvements are needed in, at the street crossings in the vicinity of the park. Um, so one of the things we'll be looking at for opportunities is just determining, better determining the parking needs and studying methods to supply sufficient parking and access. One thing we know is that if more people can walk and bicycle to and from the park, that would help reduce demand for parking. Um, providing so providing improvements for pedestrian bicycle access is another opportunity. And there might be an opportunity to really enhance that segment of Holmes Point Drive that um, extends along the park frontage and really make it feel different um, introducing, you know, maybe uh, different planting, different paving, and make, you know, make people realize they're in a special place and they should really slow down as they travel through that area. Okay, great. I think we'll go to the last group, which is the residents. And this is the last, but certainly not the least, because residents are in this study area all the time. Um, you guys know the most about the issues and challenges in this area and what the the opportunities are for improvements. Um, so we know that as residents, you wanna feel safe entering and exiting your driveways. You want to um, be sure that uh, on-street parking doesn't obs obscure or block your access and privacy. Um, residents wanna be able to safely walk and bicycle um, throughout the area and visit their neighbors, go to parks, and while residents have said that they would like improvements uh, and uh, you know, some things to be fixed like drainage and better pedestrian access, we've also heard um, so far that there's a real strong interest in making sure that the character of the neighborhood is preserved and enhanced and not affected by the improvements. So potential opportunities, really understanding the key issues and challenges that you're experiencing and your perspectives about the potential improvements that are needed. And also we wanna hear about, we're gonna do a little exercise in a minute, but we wanna hear about what you think the character defining features are of the neighborhood that really need to be preserved and enhanced as part of developing con contextually appropriate street standards. So uh, I think with that, we're ready to open up the chat again. and. Again, what we wanna do is have you kind of think about how you use this area, the way that you travel and the, the challenges and um, issues that you face and also opportunities that you see. And if you can be specific, you know, to tell us that you, you think a certain intersection needs improvement or a certain stretch of, of the street or road, um, that is helpful to us as well. Great, thanks a lot, Andy. Um, so the chat box is open. And as Mandy mentioned, we wanted to make sure that you're getting specific comments when you're using the area as a resident, if you're walking or biking, visiting the parks. So again, 
you can put on different hats um, and give us specific comments um, and sharing your um, thoughts, opportunities, and issues that you've noticed uh, based on your experience in the area. Um, and the more specific there are, of course, they're better helping us with um, shaping the standards and concepts moving on. So that's great. Um, comments are coming in. Thank you all. And as Mandy mentioned, we'll have a survey at the end. Um, we'll talk about it. Um, we'll send you, um, it's probably already sent, there's a survey um, um, about this project and there will be a link for the story map. So you'll be able to open it up on your own um, computer at home um, and adding additional thoughts and comments about um, overall, you know, of the project that was, um, reviewed here and also the neighborhood character. And as Mandy mentioned, what we want to preserve, what are the aspects that, is, that are important for you. Um, and once uh, you wrap up this section, we'll have um, a short prep, like exercise to see what are the, um, the specific characters that pops in about the um, Holmes Point area. So looking through the comments right now, we're giving some specific intersection comments. That's great. Yep. Mandy, you mentioned that you're also interested to learn about um, biking experience in the area. Yes. So it would be great to get those thoughts in too. Yeah, I think uh, Joe clarified earlier, but on the traffic calming, there's so many different types of traffic calming. We wouldn't be looking at putting speed humps or cushions or anything in, in the in Holmes Point Drive because it operates as a collector and because it's emergency access use. But there are things that you can do at the edges of the roadway and just through um, various treatments to um, slow traffic. So we'd be looking at the full toolbox of ideas. Great. For that, but nothing in the street or on pavement. <laughs> Yeah, we get comments about sidewalks. A lot of comments as pedestrians as we could expect it and that's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I think we can give it one more minute before we close the chat. Great. Yep, they're coming in talking about improvements, ideas. So that's great because we really want to know about different specific issues. You know, um, it's it's good to be able to integrate them all in a kind of like a creative sort of um, street standard that would also address the the challenges and um, solve the issues. So that's perfect. Sidewalk, great. Talking about specific curbs up on the north, great. Okay, we're almost there. We're gonna close the chat box in a few seconds. It is closed now. Thank you, Rosalie. So, um, Mandy, do you have anything else on the slides? No, I think we're ready to to, to uh, pass the baton back to you guys. Thank, thanks for uh, listening to our story map. <laughs> Great, thank you. That was a great uh, way to present all the topics. And again, you'll you'll um, all the attendees will receive a link to the story map, so you'll be able to open it up um, in your own computer. And then um, you also have already received an email with all these information, our contact information, the story map link, as well as the survey that um, is going to collect further feedback. So um, we have about a few minutes left here. Um, I'm just gonna share my screen going back to our presentation. We don't have much left, but um, just moving on. 
we do have a little um, kind of like short but fun practice, as Mandy mentioned, um, thinking about the character of Holmes Point area. Um, we would love to know what matters most. So um, on the chat box, um, you'll receive a link of a Wordle. Uh, you could actually, um, we would love to hear what is that one word that um, in, in your opinion would describe the character of Holmes Point area. And um, I'm gonna share my screen on the different window. So you'll be able to see live as those responses are coming in. Um, so it would be a fun exercise to see um, what character would um, comes out um, bolder than others and also seeing it, how it works together. So um, Rosalie, if you don't mind um, posting the link on the chat box so all the participants can see it. I think I'm trying to open up my chat box and I'm, okay, great. So let's see. Um, great, so the link is right in the chat box. Feel free to click on it um, and let us know if for some reason you're not able to do that, but I'm just gonna um, stop sharing this page and I'm gonna open up the board also. We can see live as you're uh, putting all the words in so that would be a fun experience here there we go we have trees and green leading walking of course community trees again green is getting Boulder, of course, we expected that. Beautiful, awesome. Lakeside. There is a very tight competition between trees and green, and they're all the same, so perfect. It's <laughs> going. Community, serene, great sway, care. That's great. Taking shape. I know in one of our Wordle ex exercises with um, one of the, um, I think it was the comprehensive plan, but we tried to shape it in a way that would kind of like reflect the border of the city of Kirkland itself. So um, I'm kind of like in my head, I'm visualizing it if, it if it would match with the Holmes Point area border. It's kind of like almost there. So it's interesting if you turn it a little like 90 degrees that way. So great. People oriented. Yes. Lakeside coming up. Serene again. Nice. Thank you all. This is really, this is great. So we're just going to give it a few more seconds. If there is anything else you want to add. Otherwise, we can just call it good and, you know, capture it as a moment of um, character defining for Holmes Point area. Great. Thank you all. I'm just going to stop sharing this screen um, and go back to our presentation. Don't have much left, but almost there. So, um, I just want to wrap up our presentation tonight. We're a few minutes early, but that's great. Um, I'm glad we were all, we were all able to join and um, share our thoughts. Just again to remind you that um, you have already in your inbox an email with a link to the survey and the story map, so you'll be able to easily open that up. Um, you can totally share all the thoughts and comments through those questions. If you have more character-defining questions there, so feel free to take your time add more details on that. Um, as I mentioned, we'll post um, all the information about the project as well as this recorded session and the survey uh, with the story map um, on our website um, sometime after mid-December once we have the new webpage up with the city. So we'll be able to access those online um, in, in two weeks or so. Uh, we would also want to remind you all to subscribe to our um, email list that you've probably already got it, but just a reminder, we'll um, share updates about the projects through that channel as well. Um, also adding my contact information, feel free to reach out. Um, 
by phone or email. Um, if you have anything else you want to share, please feel free to do that. Um, my email is A-B-A-G-H-O-R-I at kirklandwater.gov. Phone number is 425-587-3924. Um, so with that, I'm just going to ask our panelists if they have anything else to add. Um, but other than that, thank you also. Panelists, if there's anything you want to mention or add, please feel free. I just want to say thank you to everybody for attending the session this evening um, and all providing all of the really great input. Um, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, Joel. And Mandy, that was great. I think that is it. So thank you, everyone. Have a great evening. Stay safe. And uh, we'll continue the conversation. We'll have other engagement um, sessions um, in 2021. We'll keep you informed. And uh, we'll um, learn more about the process of the project as well. Have a great evening. <laughs>